Most Christians stumble over God and the problem of evil. How would an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good God use evil yet still be good? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Weimer. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. joined by Omar Edwards, member and life group leader here at McGregor Baptist Church in Fort Myers, Florida. Thank you so much for joining me, Omar. Oh, thank you for having me, Chloe. Um, it is a uh, privilege and a blessing to be here with you guys. Uh-huh. It's a privilege to have you here. Well, thank you. Actually, we share a classroom. We do. So I teach Bible here at the school we have on campus, and Omar has his life group class in there, and he gets to see some of the hall passes that my kids bring me that I don't throw away sometimes and just <laughs> random things that I leave on my podium. <laughs> oh, and the, and the notes, the class notes, some of those are great. Like, I, I always look at those and say, man, where was, where was this when I was in school? So, yeah. Well, thank you. That's encouraging. So Omar, why don't you introduce yourself for our listeners? Uh, well, I mean, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I've been here in Florida for three and a half years. Uh, I came because of work. I do IT work with the health center here, uh, and uh, so, like I said, I've been down here three and a half years. Um, I came from New York City, okay, um, and I served in, in various ministry positions, and you know, I've done a wide gamut of things. Yeah. Um, but the favorite, my favorite thing, uh, the thing I like to do most is teach. So awesome. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm married. I have my wife of eleven years. My son, whose uh, birthday is day actually Aww. um he's 10 years old and so uh that's a big birthday it's a big birthday yeah. so, <laughs> so we're doing it big this weekend well thanks for spending your time with us on the 10 the 10 year birthday that's a that's a big deal i feel bad that i'm taking you away from your family but no, no worries all right so we're gonna pray before we dive into this question dear Heavenly father thank you so much for this day and the opportunity to um just get to know you through your word. Thank you that Omar and I have um, just had time to to study, to answer this question. And I just ask that we answer it not based on our experiences, but we answer it based on the word. Help us to defend your faith in a world that is radically against you. We love you. We praise your name. Amen. All right. So here on Talk Truth, we love to start off with defining terms. Okay. So let's define evil before we answer the question does god ordain evil what is evil so i guess we can start with what is what what evil isn't um and uh, evil isn't a thing yeah uh you know uh, so um it's not it's not something that you know is in the ether or um that's that's hanging out there that's some some I guess some some emotional thing or some um, created thing per se. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. It's it's it's, it's not, not a noun. No, it's not a noun. It's 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 just it's something that that occurs when, um, and and we'll we'll get into it because there's there's a couple angles to that. But 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 it's not something like like a tree mm-hmm. that God created or like the heavens and the earth that God created or man or animals. It's, um, well, let me start this way. Um, 
evil, we can split it in two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about evil uh, philosophically, right, there's, there's moral evil. And then there's a second thing that's called natural evil. Or, okay. Or, and so moral evil is what we as Christians uh, like to define as, you know, the, the, the sinful things, mm-hmm. the, the bad things that we do, the sinful, you know, uh, the lying, the cheating, yeah. the, 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 the cursing, the anger, the hatred, the things that come, you know, behind that. It's basically um, the type of evil that stems from the heart. Uh, and the will of man or spirit, like, you know, the things the devil does, the things that we blame the demons for. Yeah. Um, that's the moral evil. Uh, the things that, that, that come from us, that come from within. Um, and then there's the natural evil. And when we look at natural evil, the Bible talks about those too. And so we see those in like natural disasters, earthquakes, you know, uh, what was the big thing here a couple of years ago, the hurricane, yeah. you know, Irma, that, that's, that was a, that's an evil, but it's not, it's not a moral evil. It's, it's more of a natural evil, something that occurs outside of human will, outside mm-hmm. of um, an agent or an actor, yeah. I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. So, it, so understanding those two things, um, we can kind of dive into what evil looks like and how evil, you know, and how we would define that. Yeah. Um, Something I've said that helps with evil and how we talked about it with being in action is if you have a perfectly good piece of paper that God has created and someone takes that perfectly good piece of paper and crinkles it and that paper is now, it's not like I can't write on it, but I know that this paper isn't the way that it should be because it's been affected by the action of evil or by, I mean, with the illustration, the action of like crinkling the paper. But um, I mean, you don't have to be a believer to know that the hurricane is a result of something that like, it shouldn't be this way. You know, (laughs) you don't have to be a Christian and, and know our God to know that that's not how the world should be. Right. Um, so there was a there there, there was a theologian, Dr. R. C. Sproul, uh-huh. and um, he defines evil as nothing. Right. Yeah. So he defines evil as as and again he's talking about moral evil here. He's, he defines evil as 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 something that's that's not created, that's not um, put together, that's not constructed. Yeah. It, it just like 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 you said, it's it's something that just shouldn't be. It's something that that because what God created, God created everything good. He created everything perfect, right? You go to Genesis and you look at the creation story, mm-hmm. and and God turns around four or five times and he, he he looks he looks to see his work and he was, and he and he saw several times he saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, evil is the rebellion against that. Evil yeah. is the refusal to accept that. Evil is any opposition to that. So it's not a thing that's created. It's not a thing that I can blame God for, you know, um, or I can, they can hold God accountable as if we could, but it's not something I can hold him accountable for, 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 for creating. That's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in preparing for this conversation, we did talk about how you felt that it was necessary to also define pleasure. So what is pleasure? So, and, and we'll get to why later, but pleasure, um, for us, pleasure stems from um, some kind of emotional satisfaction, mm-hmm. right? Something happens to us and it triggers a positive reaction in us. It, 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 it triggers, you know, our eyes open and we smile, you know, sometimes our hair stands up on end and it, because it, it, it's pleasing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, when we look at the word, the, the word of God, when we look at the Bible and we see the words that are translated as pleasure for us to see, yeah. um, 
the word actually translates to gracious will. So when we see God's good pleasure or God is pleased, it's, it's God's gracious will or, or, or the satisfaction of or the doing of or the fulfillment of God's gracious will. Hmm. He has a design. He has a purpose. And in that purpose, it's being fulfilled. And so he, his will is being satisfied. He, his will is being done. And so he is pleased. His gracious will is being done. So when, so when, for instance, in, when we see in, 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 in the New Testament, when we see Jesus being baptized, right? We see the Father speaks about Jesus and says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is not the kind of pleasure he gets. You know, it's not the same as when I'm at my son's soccer game and he kicks a goal. When he <laughs> kicks in a goal, hey, I'm pleased. That's, that's my boy. That's him, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's not... That's not that kind of pleasure. You know, we see it again in the Mount, in, in, in the Transfiguration story, um, where again, you know, he, he, he's sitting there with Moses and Elijah, and again, the voice from heaven, this is, you know, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Again, it is, this is my son who is doing my good pleasure. This is, he's doing my will, and my will for a, for a gracious purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's pleased in that. Um, and then, right, we see, again, we see uh, pleasure in, in, in reference to God and his son in a completely different light, um, which is the greatest evil that has ever been done in all of, all of the universe and all of history. It's, it's, it's Jesus crucified, right? Yeah. His son on the cross. And then we see the Bible says that he was pleased to crush him. Hmm. Um, so he didn't take a personal satisfaction. He wasn't elated. He was, oh, you know, that, this is this is. I'm so happy yeah. that that my son is being crushed. That 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 my 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 only begotten, you know, son is is dying on the cross. Is taking on what he's taking on, um, and so I'm I'm excited about it. No, he is pleased in the sense that his gracious will, the purpose that he had designed from before the beginning of time. Uh, to save a humanity that he knew would be lost. Yeah. And so this design he makes, Jesus is taking his will and living it and doing it and fulfilling it. Yeah, and I think we, we read the word please and we think of it like that emotion, yeah. but we have to kind of create the category in our mind that God would experience something that we are too earthly to understand. Right, because it, it, it's a... It's a because it's an entire, I mean, we don't understand God, right? Who, mm-hmm. who, who can understand his ways? Right? Yeah. His, 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 you know, and why my, would you want to? Well, we couldn't, right? Yeah. You, you, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, my head breaks when I, when I, you know, when I used to see like some in New York City, some of the math program, you know, Common Core, that would, that would blow my mind. <laughs> so when, when you, when you look at, you know, when you look at who God is, I mean, um, you know, and just the simple things we teach, right? Like quote unquote simple, like the Trinity, right? Simple. Yeah. That's complex. That's 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 as complex as can be. Oh yeah. And so we don't understand that, but we we accept that we don't understand that fully. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things about God that we accept that we don't understand. We don't. You know, we, who understands Jesus being born to a virgin, right? The 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 incarnation. We we but we accept we don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> I, sorry, I uh, I take my little cousin to church with me sometimes. He's he just turned five and a couple of months ago we were driving home from church and he said, so Jesus is God, but God, he was trying to explain, he was trying to understand the Trinity and it's so hard to try to explain it to a child. You know, it's even harder when you try to explain these deep questions, um, in simple terms. So 
you can really get in the weeds when you're answering all this stuff with right. some big words because they they just are we we can't understand God especially um, when when we're talking about how he's pleased um, to see his son being crushed or to he's pleased and evil was part of his will that he has accomplished. So I, I think where, where I was trying to go with that was that he, you know, but we're, we're willing to accept yeah. that I don't understand these things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, when it comes to things that we see with an emotional light, where we can connect emotion to, we refuse to, or we, we're, we fall into the temptation of refusing to accept that I don't understand what God is doing or, or, or how God does things. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we again, so, and the bottom line is there's a lot about God and what he does and how he does that we're not called to understand um, and that we will never understand. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're called to accept that. If we accept God as, as, as who he is, as, as sovereign, as all-knowing, as all-powerful, mm -hmm. then there are things we're never going to truly understand. And, and we have to then accept that. Yeah. And that's part of the issue, I think, with... Uh, um, with evil. Yeah. All right. So for our last question, yeah. our, our last definition, it's let's define sovereignty. And we can talk about how God has the ability to ordain all things. So sovereignty. Um, I, I, I'd rather define that um, with two Bible verses. And okay. it's the easiest way. Um, so Psalm 115 verse three, uh, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Um, and then Proverbs 19, 21, it says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So sovereignty is, in a nutshell, God is in control of all things. He does all things. And there's mm -hmm. nothing that misses his eyes. There's nothing that he's not in control of. There's nothing that catches him by surprise. Mm -hmm. um, God is, and, and you know, the Bible says that he has, he has our times in his hands, right? The Psalms mm -hmm. say. And so um, sovereignty basically is, he is above all, you know? Um, it's one of his names, El Elyon, right? Uh, uh, above all, he is above all, he is overall, he is in control of all, and he is, uh, and his knowledge and in his power and in his in his works um, and, and everything he does, we are then submitted to and um, directed by his hands. Yeah. So to give a short answer to the question, does God ordain evil? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and give the answer. Like, can he ordain it? Yes. He can ordain it. And, and that we have come to that conclusion because we see it all throughout scripture. So let's go through some biblical narratives of God using evil. So moral evil, let's, let's do that first. So okay. moral evil, um, we see, uh, I guess one of the, one of the clearest ones is, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he, uh, he's an evil man. He, you know, there's some political reasons why he, he gets up. He wants to extend his reign. He wants to extend his kingdom. And so in his mind, in his plans, mm -hmm. right, he's going to go and he's going to take over um, this area. And so in that area is, you know, Jerusalem, you know, uh, Israel and then Judah. Right. Mm -hmm. So and so eventually uh, he comes out and he extends his he goes out and he, 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 he destroys. He takes a group captive. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that biblical story. But, you know, so he had his purposes. He had his design. Yeah. But the Bible tells us, right, three times, Jeremiah 25, 9, 27, 6, and 43, 10, 
God calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant three times. He goes, Nebuchadnezzar is my servant, right? And in Jeremiah 27, he goes, I have placed all these lands under the authority of my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king mm-hmm. of Babylon. I have even given him the wild animals to serve him. Yeah. So while Nebuchadnezzar was doing his thing, right? Well, Nebuchadnezzar was doing what he wanted to do. He was under the design and control yeah. and sovereignty of and God. And God was even putting his remnant under the authority of Nebuchadnezzar. And if they if they didn't go um, under his authority, they would either fall by death of the sword or, or through, I think it was plagues. Um, yep. So I... It's just so interesting to me that like God would bring his people into Babylon under his, like the most evil man's rule. And he still used that to keep his remnant safe to accomplish his plan. Right. So he knows Darius is going to, you know, he knows, he knows the Persian king is going to let them go. Right. So he knows, he, he, he knows that whole Nehemiah, he knows that's coming. Right. So he, he uses Nebuchadnezzar to to, to do what he does to punish, to punish Israel. Right. Cause that's, that's biblical. And then to keep them and protect them and keep them together Mm -hmm. as opposed to be, you know, um, as opposed to be, uh, uh, um, you know, spread out and then decimated. Yeah. I think when people see these like evil things happen, happen in the Bible, they don't have the timeline of scripture. They don't have that aerial view of how God has uh, accomplished everything that he used um, or that he, that he planned, you know, when I, I remember when it first clicked with me, like I, I grew up in church and I had all these Bible stories in my mind and I had the quest, I asked the question, like, can God ordain evil? I mean, I didn't, maybe didn't use the word ordain, but something along those lines, but it wasn't until I understand the flow of events and how each one was contingent upon the other. And God had planned it from the start. Like I knew that truth about him, but once I started to really understand scripture, I could like unpack questions like, can God ordain evil so much easier because I saw his hand like a domino effect on each one of the, the things that you read in scripture like this one. So I, I like that you brought that up. So that's, so that's, you know, so that's more, there's another example, which is even like even darker. It's mm-hmm. even more, you know, nefarious, right? So bring it on. Um, <laughs> so first Kings chapter 20, um, God is looking or not looking for, he is going to punish Ahab mm-hmm. for his, you know, for his uh, idolatry and for the mess that Israel is in. Right. So he's going to, he's looking to punish Ahab. So um, then God entices an evil spirit. Uh, God uses an evil spirit to entice King Ahab to go to war so he can die in that war. And so, right, First Kings 20, verse 20, you know, verse 20 uh, and on, it says, And the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab to march up and fall, right, at Ramoth Gilead? Mm-hmm. And, so, and so one was saying this, and they were saying that. And then verse 21 says, Then a spirit came forward, stood in the Lord's presence, and said, I will entice him. The Lord asked, How? He said, I will go and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, you will certainly entice him and prevail. Verse 23, listen to this. And he says, you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit into the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Um, And so we we see the the Lord. So so even, even the devil, even evil spirits are under God's rule and control, and he uses them mm-hmm. to fulfill his will to his pleasure, right? Mm. He, uses, he uses that. So there's, 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 there's nothing that God cannot use, and there's nothing that God will not use to make sure he does what he is destined to do and what he has declared to do. Yeah. And so that's moral evil. 
and then we have the natural evil. So, okay. um, I guess, you know, the, the, so, you know, famines, um, yeah. the blindness of, so there was a man who was blind in the new Testament and everyone was asking, why is he blind? Was it because his parents sinned, right? He's been blind since birth. And what was Jesus' answer? No, this man is blind because he's, his blindness, his illness is to glorify God. Yeah. So you sit there, you're like, huh. So this man was blind and, 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 and God used this blindness um, in order so that he would be glorified. Now, what, what does that mean? Does, does, does that mean that God struck him with blindness and, and wanted to punish this man with it, um, you know, so that God could be glorified or is in God's divine wisdom and in his, in his, in his sovereignty, does he use and, and does he use what happens in, in our everyday lives to then glorify himself, you know, in those things? Because, and the answer is yes. Um, because I think the problem people have, uh, the problem people have with um, these things happening to us, right, is that um, we don't think or, 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 or we believe or, or, or Christianity today has taught us, right? You, you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, and you hear some of these preachers, and you hear what's on TV. Mm-hmm. And so we've been taught to, uh, we've been exposed to and conditioned to think that we are exempt, that because I'm a Christian, I'm exempt from human experience, that I'm supposed to be exempt from poverty, that I'm yeah. supposed to be exempt from illness, that I'm supposed to be exempt from difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not how it works. You know, just ask any of the disciples. They, you know, all, other than John, they all died terrible deaths. Yep. Um, so, um, so, so, so we look at these things and we say, wow, these things happen. Um, and, and, and why would God do this? And, you know, because I'm, I'm a believer, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to be sheltered by it. The Bible doesn't tell me that. The Bible, the Bible teaches us there are things that happen, and they're going to happen to you, and they're going to happen to me. They're going to happen to believers and non-believers alike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the sun comes out for everyone. The rain, right, shines for everyone. But but that's the, on the good side, right? Common grace. But on the other on the other side, there's things that happen, right? Irma, right? McGregor Baptist Church was not was not unaffected by it. Yeah, right? we had millions of dollars in damage, you know. But people lost homes. People, you know, lost jobs because of COVID. We are not unaffected by things that happen under God's sovereign rule. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just a false doctrine. Yeah. Um, and to think that we would be uh, unaffected is depending on, like to think that you wouldn't be affected depending on your faith in God is spiritually manipulative to, to have, to be told that like, Oh, if you just, if you just have enough faith or if you, if you pray the, the COVID away, COVID-19, then, then you're not gonna, <laughs> I think we've seen the same video. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <Right> then. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, yeah, that was real scary, but, yeah. um, then you're not going to, then if you have no faith then you're not going to experience those things but that's just not true that's that's false theology that's heresy yeah and it's used to manipulate folks Mm -hmm. and and, you know spiritual manipulation is is a terrible thing and it's very prevalent yeah um and it's and it comes from different places and 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 you know you'd be surprised uh, how how deep how deep it goes yeah but that's a topic for another day okay so let's continue on with can god ordain evil we said yes but let's dive in okay now. so um so we gave an example of moral evil and one of natural and there's a combination so i just want to hit that real quick and joseph 
Okay. Right? So Joseph, his brothers, right? They 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 were evil. Mm-hmm. They 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 wanted to kill him, and they didn't get to kill him, so they sold him. Right? They were evil, and then they lied to their to their dad. This is what happened with Joseph. But then you turn around, and then the Lord uses that, and he becomes right uh, supernaturally. Right? He 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 he's able to see these dreams and and kind of interpret these dreams, mm-hmm. and then God uses a plague. Right, a natural, natural. evil, right, mm-hmm. a disaster, a calamity, as, yeah. as the Bible defines it, and he uses that to bring his brothers, right, looking for food, and 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 then using his brothers, brings his father, brings the nation of Israel, and then that whole process begins. He uses both of those. So mm-hmm. the question of can God ordain evil? Not just can he, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he absolutely does. Um, you know, and 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 that doesn't mean he's evil. Um. You know that doesn't mean he's evil. It's it's he he again. It's evil's not a thing. So he uses the actions, the responses. Um, he uses human agency to fulfill his will. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and I think you know um, people confuse or they kind of want to pit human agency or human will, I guess, for, for, for lack of a better term, or free will, right? They, they want to pit human agency against God's sovereignty. And there's no pitting the two together. They don't need to be reconciled. Um, we're going to do what we're going to do, but God does what he does. Mm-hmm. And we don't see his hand in everything, and we don't see him moving stuff around, but he's moving those things around. And, and our responses are driven by what God leads us to do. Yeah. We're infinitely, well, God is infinitely wise, and therefore he knows how to use evil in a good way because he's God and he, he has power over it. But because we are not infinite, you know, and, and or because we're finite, that's the better word. We are not going to know how to use it in the same way that he would. And so having, it's like how John Piper says, he says, we need a category in our minds that goes something like this. God can will that sin be without sinning. It is not a sin for God to choose that sin should be, should exist. And so it, it helps to, um, to remember it, like like you said before, how R.C. Sproul says it, it's not something, it's not a noun, it's an action. The God of the Bible can use the evil actions of someone or something else for the good uh, and the the good of those who love him and the glory of himself. And so it's it's not something that is, is it's not a thing, you know, right. so he has power over it. Yeah. And I think another another thing that's important to note is, you know, what's good Right. So, I, I, you know, he, he uses he uses evil. Right. He, and he turns it for good. But what does that mean? Is it my good, my personal selfish good? Is it my 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 personal specific situation mm-hmm. good? Or is it his again, going back to the definition of pleasure? Right. His gracious will. Yeah. Um, and because they don't always look the same. Um, they don't always look the same. You know, it was. Uh, here's another example. Um, and really quick, the uh, before the ascension, right? The Great Commission, go preach, right? And then he and he, and he, and he tells them where to go. Mm-hmm. He tells them, he tells them to make disciples and 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 he, to start Jerusalem, head out to Judea, right? A little bit further, and then like the, the entire region, and then Samaria, right? The, the, the neighboring region. You're, you're gonna you're gonna start within, and then you're gonna you know move out, and then you're gonna move out to the next section. Mm-hmm. Guess what they did? They did the opposite. They stayed in Jerusalem, 
but they stayed in Jerusalem. A few chapters later, right here comes here comes Paul, right Saul of Tarsus, and he's he comes out and he's 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 getting letters from you know from the religious leaders because he's getting permission to go persecute the church, persecute the Christians. And what does the Bible say? At the beginning of the next chapter, after he's 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 breathing down the necks of the Christians, he said they escaped. Everybody but the disciples, they went. They escaped, and the Bible says they went to where Judea and they ran to Samaria. Hmm. So the church itself kind of stayed secluded, but God used Saul of Tarsus, right, in persecuting them to get Move them to the places where he had told them to go in the first place, and wow, they did yeah. not. Um, and so he, you know, he, so yeah, he, he uses evil, and it was good. They, it wasn't good for them. They lost their homes. They were burned. They, 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 you know, they, they, their homes were burned. Some of them were killed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, some of them were, were handed over to, to the Romans. It, there, there was a lot of stuff going yeah. on that didn't see, but it was good. God's message, God's word, the gospel was spread. The kingdom of, uh, you know, kingdom grew. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's God's gracious will. If I was at the, the, the end of a point of a sword, or, or my son was at the end of a point of a sword, and he ended up succumbing to that, it wasn't good for my situation. Yeah. It's not good for my personal experience. My selfish desires, I want him. I, I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose my home. But God used those difficult moments to bring about the good that, that, that has us sitting here today. Mm-hmm. That's really, yeah, that's a, an encouraging way to put it. Actually, did you ever go through a time in your life when you questioned the goodness of God? No, not really. I, um, I, I, I don't think I've ever questioned God's goodness, but I, I, there, there was a moment that I, there was some times that I've questioned his sovereignty. Hmm. I, I've, I've, always, I've always accepted that God is good. I, I, I you know, and, and since since young, I, I've understood, you know, the the the, you know, that that he's that at the end it works out, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes just, but why did it have to work out this way? Why this path? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was there was a time uh, I was in my I mean, you know early twenties. And I had a difficult moment. And, I, and I've been a believer, you know, I've been a, excuse me, I've been a churchgoer my whole life. Um, and there was a time in my early 20s where, you know, uh, I encountered temptation and, and, and I saw, you know, I saw sin firsthand. And, and this boy who had grown up, you know, in church and grown up, you know, in, in, in you know, checking off all the boxes and, and, you know, dotting my I's and crossing my T's because I was in a fundamentalist, you know, a Pentecostal church that had me, you know, I had to walk by the rules and I'd done it by the rules almost my entire life. And then within a four or five month span, I found myself, you know, alcohol, drugs, I mean, all, all kind of stuff that I, you know, uh, uh, that, that, I, that I could not have ever imagined. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I came out of it. You know, I came out of it. The Lord brought me out, right? In his grace, he, he took me through that path and he brought me out. And mm-hmm. I learned an immense amount. You know, when I came out, I, I, that's really when I, 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 found, I, I found the meaning of Christ, and I, and I understood what a faith was, and I understood what a relationship with Jesus Christ was, but it, it was a difficult time. I, I, I lost, I lost the respect of many. I lost the friendships of many. I, I, I lost a lot of things. I lost jobs. I, I mean, you know, there was a, a couple nights, you know, sitting in a jail cell um, because of that. And, and I have, again, I have, I, I have stories, but um, had I not gone through those experiences. Had I not gone through those moments, had I had not experienced what I experienced, I, I wouldn't have come out and I wouldn't have landed where I have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But in that process, it's a little, why this? Why did I lose this? Why is this stripped away? Why, 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 why is my pride, right? In other words, why is my pride being affected or hurt mm-hmm. here? Why, this why are these evils happening yeah, to me? Why does, why does this feel, well, it doesn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. You know, it's a terrible thing to, to, to go through these experiences. But God knows why. And mm-hmm. I can speak to some of these things. And I've been able to minister to some people. And I've been able to, you know, walk with people on their road mm-hmm. um, because of what happened to me. And, yeah. and, I, and I, looking back, I praise God for it. Um, I'm thankful for it. And, and I'm glad it went down that way. Yeah. But in the moment, and even, you know, you know sometime after, nah, I could have done without that. Yeah. It's the mystery of how he uses our free will to make those decisions, but also how he is completely sovereign over everything. Um, God is sovereign. He's our creator and he did not create the action of evil um, or evil itself, but God uses it to accomplish his plans. And we can trust that his plans are always good for his glory and the good of those who love him. So thank you so much, Omar, for joining us on Talk Truth. You have definitely um, encouraged me and I'm sure whoever is listening to this uh, got something to take away from it. Listeners, we want to know what did you learn from today's episode? How has God challenged you and how will you apply what you have learned to your life? Talk Truth listeners, thank you so much for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you, so write us a review however you're listening to this. Thanks for listening, and remember to talk truth.